and welcome to another edition of the Nibon Advisor podcast. This is Jack Gilbert here, news reporter at Nibon Advisor. And today I'm delighted to be joined by a very special guest, Noel Butwell, who became Chief Executive of Standard Life Savings last July with responsibility for Standard Life's platforms and advice arm. Noel, thanks very much. For, thanks for joining me. Absolute pleasure. Brilliant. Um, now, I guess in all, nine or ten months into, into the position uh, now, Noel, and I can't imagine when you when you took on the job that you expected us to be living in such a, a strange, bizarre new world. Um, can you talk to me about how, how, you're, how the lockdown is, is affecting you on a, on a personal, personal side? Yeah, I think on a, well, actually on a personal side, um, I think you, uh, you go through phases, there's no question. I mean, I'm very fortunate uh, because I, um, you know, even in my normal working week, I, I try to work from home at least one day a week. I live in Shropshire in the middle of the country and split my time between Edinburgh and London. So um, actually being being at home is, is not not too unusual and I'm, I'm pretty well equipped. I think the biggest challenge is, I don't know about you, but what I've found is I seem to go from one meeting, one call in VC, immediately into another, immediately into another, immediately into another. And I find myself staring at this PC all day long and at the end of it, um, my inbox seems to be more full than, than when I started the day. Um, and you mentally, you are mentally exhausted because it's quite intense, I think, listening in and, uh, and focusing on VCs. Um, you definitely peak and trough. Uh, so I think the way of working is, is something that we're all obviously continuing to adapt to. Uh, so the odd day a week's fine, but when you're doing it all the time, I think... Um, little strategies to try and sort of relieve some of that intensity of the day are really important. Mm. And obviously the coronavirus and the lockdown has had a huge impact on all businesses yeah. uh, across the spectrum. How, is, how have the, the platform and the advice side of Standard Life been, been coping with it? Yeah, I think, well, look, the, the, the first um, and most important focus uh, of ours, and, and, you know, I'm sure in the same with every firm, was, was the health and safety of colleagues. So, that's that's the number one priority. Um, after that, then obviously, it's how do you actually move to a position of the amount of people that we employ? I mean, if I use our operations as a great example, we've got just over 700 people. And obviously, transitioning, moving all of those people to be able to work from home <clears throat> is quite a significant undertaking, as you can imagine, not only just from a... Uh, a technology perspective, but also the environments that they're working in as well. Um, I mean, as part of that transitioning process, we did think about um, closing the phone lines um, uh, because that would really have helped. But we decided it was too important a connection for us with advisors to 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 uh, take that away. So, and that's something do, that some other providers have done. I think there were some some providers have have closed the phone lines yeah, on a temporary basis. Yeah, yeah, we did. I say, look, we did consider it. Um, you know, because it would definitely have helped with that transition process. But what we did, we we kept them open. But we encouraged a number of people to go online and 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 um, uh, and use our online servicing capabilities. And and so I suppose it's right for me to say thank you to all of our advisor partners because their support through the last month, in particular, has been um, crucial for us to get to a position where I think we're probably now in a much more stable and manageable position going forward. And and. You know, our, our call waiting times are now getting back to a position of being, let's call it, on track. Um, and, of course, all of this happens uh, right at the time that it's at, we're at our most busiest, um, tax year end. So 
not only do you have um, the fact that you're moving everybody to remote working, new ways of working, you've got your busiest time of the year. Um, I'm delighted, I'm really proud of the team that we were able to process all of our tax year end monies within, within SLA. And so, um, you know, that was a real positive. I think the other thing, Jack, look, the, 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 the pandemic, um, I think, well, it's going to change aspects of our life, arguably forever. Um, and as, as providers and advisor firms, you know, it'll affect us. We're no exception. I think, um, who, I mean, look, who would have thought that we would have been able to move everybody to a much more flexible way of working in such a short period of time? And, and I think what it has proven is that you can um, uh, work successfully remotely. Um, and this could really change aspects of, of, of how we do business going forward. I mean, you mentioned our 1825 hour advice business. I mean, we've actually found a lot of people have found the experience one which is really, really positive. So using Zoom, using Skype, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and a lot of people have said that actually that's how they want to continue going forward. Mm. So They won't have any more face-to-face yeah. meetings. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I think that's a positive on a number of fronts, actually. But... Uh, and as I said, you know, as we, we spoke, uh, uh, what was it, about six weeks ago, I'm delighted that we were able, you know, business does continue. Um, our strategy has, remains unchanged. We implemented the RAP reprice at the weekend. Um, and we've got the, the, the drawdown, innovative drawdown price lock, as you know, and that goes live at the end of the month. And we're on track for that. So uh, I'm really pleased that the, the business continues to operate. Mm-hmm. And then I guess, yeah, talking about that kind of strategy, I guess, with the advice side, there has been some developments um, and, and new initiatives there. I think um, my understanding is you're in the process of launching a hybrid advice service, which will be a cross between digital advice and, and telephone advice. Um, can you talk to me a bit about what, what, is, what are the plans here? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, as we, we touched on this when we spoke last time, Jack. So look, I suppose is the backdrop context here. We know, you know, we all know that, that people um, achieve better outcomes as a result of uh, advice. I mean, advice is is absolutely uh, uh, key and is a cr- critical um, resource that we have. We also know that, that in the UK, around about 10 million people currently need help with saving. Um, and notwithstanding the fact that the advice market and advisors do a fantastic job, which they do, they currently only serve around about a million of those people. Um, so that advice gap in the UK is huge and um, is a real concern. That, 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 and the biggest concern, I think, is that it will continue to grow and grow and grow and widen. Um, and obviously, then, then you think about at the very point where an individual's uh, financial affairs are at the most complex, i.e. at the point that they're looking to retire. Um, what we're seeing is that technology is enabling us to take positive steps towards supporting more of the more people in the future. So, you know, we're doing digital, it is digital retirement advice. You can argue we're doing the, the hardest bit first, um, but it has the potential to operate alongside existing, existing advice models that we have, integrated with them to help many more people uh, have the support they need in accumulating and managing their life savings. Um, it's, I suppose the key points, it's targeted people uh, 55 years plus who are either about to move into retirement or within a year of retirement. It is a blend of online information and journeys as well as uh, an, an information gathering and then uh, a telephony advice. So as you said, 
that, that hybrid uh, advice. <clears throat> it's probably um, more appropriate and it's actually aimed at people who haven't had advice previously and by definition have um, more simple requirements, less complex requir requirements. So it's more, uh, slightly smaller pots than traditional. Yeah much, yeah, much smaller pots. I mean, as an aside, I'd encourage you, Jack, or anybody listening to go onto the website. It's on the website. You can go, you can have a look at it. You can go through the journeys and experience it for yourself. It's, it's quite an interesting one. I mean, what some of the interesting stuff that's come from it is that <clears throat> we, we'd focused on building an experience and seeing how people respond to that. Uh, and, uh, and so how do they actually, actually interact with the digital experience? So we've, with their permission, of course, we've been able to observe them actually using the screen. Uh, and a as well as interviewing them in terms of what their experiences look like. So we'll continue to iterate as we go along. Um, you know, I, I, I can't give any timescales, but my, uh, my, my plan is that, that where appropriate uh, and, and where it supports and advises businesses that we would um, uh, offer this to advisor firms as well. So digitally enabling advisor firms as well over time, but obviously we're going through that process at the moment. Yeah. So, all designed to give people access to advice, all designed to give greater uh, advice capacity in the market. Mm. And I guess my understanding as well is that it's going to work kind of alongside your partnership with Phoenix and, and look at um, Phoenix customers as well as new direct-to-consumer um, and non-advice customers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's certainly not a title or an exclusive deal with, with Phoenix, but as a result of the sale of SLAL, Standard Life Insurance Limited, um, uh, just over 18 months ago now, um, what, what we uh, agreed as part of that deal with Phoenix is that we would offer that this service to uh, uh, up, up to, let's say, 10 million customers that, that, that are a combination of um, some of the SLAL customers and Phoenix customers. And so it's an offering that, 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 we, uh, that we're working in partnership with, with Phoenix on. Yeah. And within, with this new initiative, obviously, um, as you said, it's going to be partly telephone based advice. And I guess those advisors on the telephone have got to come from somewhere. So are they like to be retrained or recruited from elsewhere or how where are you looking to, to get those advances yeah i mean we've got a we've got an academy um in-house um and so part of that is is growing growing our own uh, uh over time uh, at the same time we've got uh, financial planners within 1825 currently um so we've got 120 financial planners in in, in total at the moment and some of those might move to a more telephony based service but you know part of this also Jack if I'm honest and part of my passion is is that we need to encourage many more people into the industry and and um, and also at the same time accept that um, technology will play a greater role in how we actually provide advice to people it gives people the opportunity for you know second careers more flexible ways of working um, obviously working remotely gives you that flexibility that, that you know you could in the evenings um, work once you know um, uh, any you know family matters are done at home that sort of stuff really so it, it's try, it's there to try and encourage more people into the industry as well as repurposing some of the advisors we've already got. Mm. And I guess um, you know I think anytime uh, a provider or a bank or an insurer kind of comes into the market and with a new um, advice launch there's always a degree of scepticism from particularly from the kind of traditional IFA market about their, their reasons and and what they're doing here and I think um correct me if I'm wrong but my understanding is the hybrid service we use uh, standard life wrap and my folio is the investment solution 
um, and I guess if the cynic, the cynics out there might suggest that this new service is a, is kind of be another tool to um, to kind of to sell more Lifeolio um, products to to more customers. Um, I mean, do you think is that the case or, or, or not? Yeah, well, look, I mean, we, we are a commercial organisation, um, uh, um, so I think notwithstanding the fact that we're we're providing, I believe, a service here um, to um, meet the needs of some of the challenges that we have more broadly in society, which is obviously people not saving enough and, and living longer. Um, I, I recently saw some World Economic Forum data that suggested that on average, people will typically outlive their savings in retirement by 12 years. And a big part of that will be they haven't saved enough, but another big part of that is they've probably not had access to advice and information at a point when they need it. Um, I think the important thing is, yes, it is RAP and it is uh, MyFolio, <coughs> but there is an independent investment committee which will assess, uh, assess suitability. So um, it, is, it is a digital offering, Jack, so as you, ex as you would expect, it does need to be more streamlined, um, you know, in comparison to the broader financial planning offer. So it wouldn't be competing with what a, 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 an, an advisor firm does in the UK in terms of full financial planning um, uh, uh, process. It's a more streamlined online telephony hybrid model designed to sort of put people in a position where they can look forward um, with some degree of financial security as well as, as giving them options as well. Mm -hmm. And I guess um, my folio, I guess, was that a natural choice for, for the investment solution? I suppose it's a kind of multi asset, all rounder kind yeah. of fund. Um, yeah, so we've got the managed and market versions of my folio, <coughs> which would be available. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and not only not only are they good solutions, as you mentioned, I say the, the backdrop here is that there is the investment committee which assesses the suitability, but obviously they're also you know competitively priced as well. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And, and I guess moving on slightly to, to the traditional um, side of, of the standard life advice on eighteen twenty five, obviously. Um, yeah. Just looking at the the, the strategy there, um, obviously you've got the new telephone hybrid advice alongside it. Yeah. Is the strategy still the same with 1825? Are you going to continue to make acquisitions? And, and how, how does the kind of future look, look for that side of the business? Yeah, yeah. No, the strategy is still um, uh, um, as we planned it, and it is um, on plan. Um, we acquired um, uh, BDO Northern Ireland last year, as well as um, Grant Thornton's Wealth Advisory Service, as you know. And that was quite transformational for us because that took us... Um, that grew us quite significantly in, in, in 2019. And, and, and I think we're now what I term as a scalable business. Um, I think we're number 10 in terms of size. Um, we've got around 120 financial planners. And I think actually in terms of where we are, where we plan to be, where we are, we're exactly at the point that, 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 that was part of that plan. You know, I, I'm confident we'll deliver on the ambition that we have for, for the advice business. Uh, which obviously is to support more clients as they plan for their futures. And, um, you know, I think uh, uh, our focus has always been on growing the business um, in terms of its core capabilities, its infrastructure, and we're on track also to deliver that sustained level of profit uh, uh, over the next few years. So you know, we're, in, we're in good shape. And I think it'll be a, it will be a, a balance between inorganic and organic growth, um, uh, Jack, also, really. Mm. So if you're kind of number 10 for, for assets, um, for the 1825, uh, I mean, are there any 
targets or goals about where you'd like to be top five potentially um, in terms of Financial advice, yeah, I've always resisted trying to put an exact number on it. Um, he says, although he did mention <laughs> not, uh, two cents ago that we're now number 10. I, I, I think one thing I would say, I think this is, and this is why the, um, the uh, digital advice is so important, Jack. It has to be a blend. I think the traditional model has been one of face to face, but you know, it, it, you're all, always going to be you know, constrained to a certain extent. Um, because you just need people, more people, more people. So it's a blend of that digital do-it-yourself type proposition, the what I would term as the hybrid model, which is do it with me, and then the, the more fuller financial planning, do it for me type. Pro so I think it's a blend of all three. So um, you know, I think we will we will look to make more acquisitions as part of eighteen twenty five as, as as we grow that business going forward. Um, our focus currently is obviously transitioning BDO and Grant Thornton into the 1825 business, and that's the number one priority at the moment. We'll have a blend, I think, of, of different um, ways that people can access advice and information. Um, so if we move to a business that was sort of like closer to 200 maybe over time, then that would be, that would be probably in line with the plan of growth that I've got. What I don't want to do is grow the business, you know, um, uh, too quickly such that, it starts to become, um, uh, you know, it, it, you, you lose an element of control and the heart and the core of the culture of the business that you're trying to actually create as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's um, that's understood. And I think something else on 1825 reported a little about a little bit about recently was um, just the, the Gars holdings in the portfolios. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the decision was made uh, last summer um, to to halve Gars as a as a fund in across the 1825 bond portfolios. It was things about five or six or maybe seven percent in the highest highest percentage <laughs> in those portfolios and then I, and then at the start of this year that the, the fund was re removed from the portfolios i mean just obviously given going gas has passed a significance and significance to the standard life group um just just wondering why the this decision was was taken around gas yeah well look i mean we we you know we review our asset allocation um and funds regularly uh, as you would expect and and, and obviously that has an effect of adjusting the portfolios uh, as required. Uh, look, decisions to, to reduce an exposure are based on a, on a large number of factors. Again, um, performance being just one of those. We actually do often, um, a number of examples where we reinvest, uh, where we previously previously sold down. Uh, the the eighty twenty five portfolio is a, a you know, balanced strategy, offering what I believe a good value, uh, a broadly diversified range of, of solutions. Um, the three year performance actually is most is is mainly uh, first quartile, so mm -hmm. and that's all based on independent analysis we take from our consultants. So there's a good process around this, uh, uh, Jack, and actually, you know, we 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 always operated eighteen twenty five with a cap of any. Uh, um, fund manager, but particularly ASI at 30%. We're around about 20%, so we're still sort of uh, invested uh, uh, in, in uh, ASI componentry, um, but appropriate to the client and the customer in, in question. So that's that's the main focus, really. Mm. And then I guess, just saying with guards, I think it was talked about in the results when they came out, which feels like a lifetime ago now, I think in March, um, that performance had improved in the last, yeah. as I said, three, the last three years and the last year or so, I think it's been performance yeah. has been has been markedly increased um just wondering from from a group perspective um how 
the fund is doing with relation to IFAs, if IFAs are now kind of coming back to the fund and, and, and having more conversations with the group around around investing in it. Yeah, yeah. No, there are. There's a lot. There's a lot of interest, as you would expect, and particularly where you see significant volatility in the market, and obviously that's what we've experienced over the last uh, the last. Um, Last last month in particular, um, but actually the performance, as you said, the short term performance has come back quite quite uh, quite significantly over the last um, over the last sort of twelve months. And so you know the longer term performance was always there. Three year performance has been a bit of a challenge, but you know in terms of that uh, uh, shorter term performance, it's certainly created much more interest back again into gas. And we continue to see inflows into gas uh, as we have done actually. Um, um, throughout throughout the period, if I if I'm honest with you, mm, mm, brilliant, good stuff. No, and I, I think maybe our final um, kind of questions around would just around the platform strategy. I think um, when we spoke last, you would, there was was you were talking about a new platform strategy announcement, which is going to come out. I think around was it May or June? You were going to make those kind of announcements. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm sure that has been affected by coronavirus. Um, but I just wondered if you could kind of talk a bit about the the pre-announcement before the, the yeah. announcement was, was due to be coming out. Yeah, well, it seems like, um, well, if you recall, we, ma we made an announcement at the uh, prelims um, on the 10th of March, which seems like a lifetime ago now. I remember um, Keith Skiark, obviously, you know, group CEO, um, mentioned, uh, or included within our year and results, um, that we will be creating a, a unified uh, platforms and wealth wealth division uh, that that would focus on um, the UK savings market, um, and you and I spoke about that afterwards. And and you rightly say there's a plan actually that will come back to the market with more detail, um, you know, during the summer. Uh, and that's still the plan. There's still the plan because we're still working through the strategy. I mean, in terms of what that platforms and wealth division will look like, well, it will include Wrap and Elevate, obviously. Uh, uh, our advisor platforms, so they'll sit within the division, as will the advice business 1825. In addition to that, also uh, discretion fund management business Aberdeen Standard Capital, and uh, obviously the you know uh, Parmenian uh, hybrid DFM platform uh, business as well. Um, and actually, I think we're starting in a pretty good place. Um, you know, we've got um, the, the the number one advised. Um, platforms in the market by AUA and, and gross flows. Um, and so I think from that perspective, we're in a good position. It's about how we bring all of that together um, and how do we actually sort of like then um, deliver that proposition into the marketplace. Uh, one of the things we'll continue to innovate. Uh, I think we've been known for innovation and I think it's important that we'll, we'll remain to be focused on innovating um, uh, the, the what we offer as a firm across the board, but expect, as I've said to you before, expect me to, you know, lead more on what the experience like is, you know, what's the experience of working and partnering with, with, with us as a business. And so we're going to focus as much on the effortless experience that people will have of working with us. I, I talk about, um, I want our platforms to be the easiest. I don't want them to be easy. I want them to be the easiest platforms in the market to use because I believe that's where we'll remove the friction um, and, and help advisor firms do what they do best, which is be in front of their client delivering uh, delivering financial advice. So on that basis, I made four commitments, which we talked about previously uh, around, well, what do I mean by experience, which was around, you know, and very much of these are how we approach our work within the business, the mindset of 
we will always aim to be right first time. So that's that's very much a matter of the business. Um, we'll always be efficient. So that's the bit about how do we remove that friction? How do we move the grit in the system to make sure that you know that that that, that it's intuitive and, and the usability is, is where it needs to be. Um, we will always provide leading functionality. That continues to be a focus of ours, and that includes the innovation. But all of that will be done by listening and understanding what it is our advisor partners uh, want from us. And so that's very much the focus. How do we ensure we get that richness of feedback constantly? And then importantly, action on that insight, uh, accepting that you can never do everything. You can never do everything. But we've got some plans this year in terms of improving reporting, as well as the overall experience to, to, to constantly try and make sure that, that this is adding um, efficiency into a business and not introducing any grit to the system as I talked about. Mm. Mm. Um, well I think on that note now I think that kind of draws us to, to an end and, and we very much look forward to hearing about the plans you have for, for the RAP and for the um, well, the whole wealth yeah. uh, business um, as and when they are announced. Hopefully they will be uh, announced during more auspicious um, less lockdown filled times uh, yeah. when things are returning to normal. So we can we can look forward to that. But but no, well, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, it's a pleasure. And thank you very much, Jack, for giving me the opportunity to talk to you today. And and, and um, just like to say to all of our all of our uh, advisor partners uh, uh, that we work with and that we don't work with, thanks to all of them for their support uh, over the last months because it has been challenging times. And importantly, um, everybody stay safe, safe and well. Thanks, thanks very much indeed. Brilliant, and and thank you very much all for for listening.